Welcome to Podcast 209 of Five Star Potential, your weekly football manager podcast. I'm Matt, and on this week's pod, I think I was supposed to write in the script there, but didn't. I'm joined by Dave, Doop, and Mad. Welcome, gents. Hello. Hello. Professionals. Professionals. I could have just redone that, um, but I'm not going to. Anyway, uh, coming up on this week's pod, we have a quiz from Mad and a discussion on how to get back into an old FM save. But first, we have an update from Doop, who's recently made his way over to Germany. Doop, take us through this uh, move that you've decided to make. I hope people don't think less of me for this. Um, as you know, I'm doing the Achievement Hunter where I need to try and get all the achievements. I mean, it says it in the name. Um, and I've got a few left. I mean, we're not talking about the draft stuff. I really cannot wait to do that because PvP is great on this game. But what, we, what I'm talking about is trying to get 20 trophies uh, in one save and trying to get in the Hall of Fame. So my idea here was to go to Ajax, start something. We, we started this system, and I want to take the system on tour. So we went to Inter Milan. Uh, we won the league at Inter, and then we lost the final of the Champions League to Manchester United with, a, I think it was an 89th-minute winner, and it killed me. So I said, that's it, I'm packing my bags up. I didn't even go to the, the, um, the Club World Cup with Inter. I just said, I'm packing my bags. We're gone. So we left Inter, and I kind of went on like the, the hunt for a couple of jobs, and there wasn't a lot about. And then Leipzig was available. So I was like, that could be interesting. They normally have quite a lot of money for the old Red Bull. Uh, so I went for the job. They offered me it. And I, I, part of me thought I could do better than them. But not that I'm a snob, but I thought I could do better than them. So uh, I delayed it. And then the Bayern Munich job come up. So I said, oh, let's, let's just chat to them. I kind of told them a few things that probably would never happen. Because, um, you know, I like to break promises. And then uh, they offered me the job. I signed for them and then they kind of did a recruitment meeting and I noticed in the bottom corner that we had £311 million pounds to spend. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and I haven't really spent much money this this save because um, I definitely didn't nearly spend a billion pounds in one window or two windows uh, with Inter Milan. Um, we've got a funny system and we need certain players. We need a libero. Matt, of all people, you know how important, uh, how difficult it is to find a world-class libero, right? Yeah. yeah, you either make them or you spend lots for yeah. them. Yeah, and like the aim here is just to come, fuck shit up, win trophies, and then go. So I haven't got time to make anything. Um, so I had to spend a lot of money, and I have spent a lot of money at Bayern Munich. Um, and we've started the season relatively well. Uh, this is quite we, amazing coming from someone who never has any money. I know. I had loads of money at Inter, and I've got loads of money here, and... I don't know what it's going to be like next year when I do a tier 10 to top. Um, <laughs> I lost the Super Cup against Herfer. Herfer won the league last year. Bayern Munich were third. Um, we we lost in the 18... Well, we, they equalised in the 89th minute and then all three of my first penalty takers missed their penalties. It went straight to penalties and we lost to Herfer 3-0 on, uh, on penalties. But I, I can hear you, Matt. You're asking who I signed. Well, there's one man that came over we signed at Ajax and I never really had the balls to bring to Inter but we brought him to Bayern Munich back to Germany where the story with him first started yes I know what you're thinking Victor Oseman has joined Bayern Munich for £123 million I made that man um, he has started pretty well uh, another player that we've signed that we had in a previous like job on this save was Milinkovic in the news at the moment but he's just signed a new contract IRL but we, we had him at Ajax, we bought him in, and then Arsenal came in and just doubled what we paid last year, so we sold him, and I've bought him back. And he is currently 
top goal scorer in the league <laughs> after four games. He got a hat trick of headers wizard. in one game. I, I've, signed him, I've signed him for sporting and he, he gets loads from set pieces as well. Yeah, he's mad. Six. Hats. I think he's six. Let me click. I'm saying I, I think he is. I can see it in front of me. Six foot five, 18 jumping reach, 17 heading. Um, yeah, I mean, you don't need to be a, an absolute expert to realise that. Um, we brought over Weston McKinney from Juventus because he scored 25 goals from DLP last year in the league, which is mad. Um, we got a load of wonder kids, which I won't bore you, but they are over on my Twitter. Um, we've got this one guy, um, Hakim from, from it Italy. He is one of the best 20 year olds I've ever seen in my life. That the fact that he's classed as a wonder kid, but a chap that's got 18 technique, 17 vision, 16 passing at 20 is just what nationality is he? He's Italian. Is it so no, does he have a second nationality? Tunisian. So yes, I was say the African name. dream. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he honestly is probably, like I said, one of the best players I've ever seen at that age. I paid ninety million pounds for him because he was just the best out there for that role. I play as a shadow striker in behind. He is just how oh, he's delightful. Uh, we had a couple of good guys in already, and a couple of you wonder kids. But we also brought the next uh, Noya. Uh, we spent also spent ninety million pounds on a twenty-year-old goalkeeper, wonder wonder kid, German. He has everything, but he likes to stay in his like box. So he doesn't like. So he's apart from liking to rush out and kick shit. Uh, he's got everything else annoying. He's just a world-class goalkeeper. Like at the moment in my squad, he's already rated four stars, um, and he's the best goalkeeper by miles. And the the league when you do the season preview, he's the best goalkeeper in the league. At 20 years of age so he's pretty nuts um and then we just kind of like filled the squad out really um we brought gabriel uh, gabriel gabriel i want to say gabriel gabriel barbosa in as well 29 years of age still got it but he was still in, in um brazil he went uh from brazil to man united to atletico and then back so we stole him for 60 million um <laughs> basically people know we've got money so they just want us to spend the shit ton uh the best player that they had or Bayern Munich had in their ranks was a guy called Alba Singer who again at 19 years of age he come through their youth he is valued at 60 million quid and before I joined he signed a new contract at 120,000 pounds a week at 19 years of age last year he scored nine uh, nine goals, three and assisted three. Got average rating of seven when he was eighteen, playing uh, just just shy of twenty five games. So on the left wing, so he is he's he's going to be one to watch potentially. Um, but yeah, we started the league. Uh, we've won two games quite comfortably against Leipzig two 0 Werder Bremen five 0 and then we drew nil nil against Frankfurt. Uh, so we've yet to concede, but the Champions League has brought up the narrative that Matthew Hall loves because we have got Inter Milan in our group. Nice. <laughs> so we get to go back to Inter to play them and they have kept everybody and we basically we argued with them all summer about bringing Mukoko over because everyone knows just how vile he is on this game and we had him at Ajax, we had him at Inter so I thought it's only fair to bring him to Bayern Munich because he's, you know, he's getting old now, he's turned 20 um, and we, we could only agree a bid with Inter when when we kind of offered them 300 million and I said, no, that's just a bit too much. Maybe next year. So he'll be on my Christmas list for next year. But apart from that, yeah, it's, it's, um, it should be a relatively straightforward season. Hopefully. 
Dupe, is this the so this is the same save that you started with IX, right? So it was IX inter. Correct. By, so you're in twenty 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 five. Okay. Yeah. Two three seasons at IX, two at Inter, and then straight into here. Uh, okay. Have Bayern, been... have Bayern dominated the whole um like so far? Like and, and have they got a like 'cause you've brought it sounds like you're buying all the Wonder Kids apart from that one guy you mentioned. Did they not have much there already or? Yeah, they, they did really well. They've won every league so far apart from last year because Hertha won it last year. Um, so I haven't gone to the best team. But there are some <laughs> other wonder kids that they've got, but not anyone that's close to kind of where we need them to be. So we have brought some guys in, but we've also sold a lot of players as well. Um, but, you know, we sold £200 million worth of talent. So, like, they had some good players, but just we play a weird system, right? So, like... They had Sane, Torres, and Coman all from the like the left wing. I'm like, I don't need three wingers when I don't play wingers at all. So mm. let's put them all up for sale. Dude, now have you managed in England this FM? Was it you and United for a bit? Or? Yeah, I did two seasons in in yeah. United in the beta, but that's not. I don't, I don't think that really well, counts. Yeah, but you now have pretty much managed because we had a small stint in Spain. You're managing all the major European nations this this yeah. year on FM now. Because you've done obviously Germany now, you've been in France, yeah. Italy. We did a network, and obviously you've been yeah. in Italy to save Spain and, and England as well. So you've been a, you've been around the block this year on FM. Yeah, I kind of what I want to do is I want to take this because I'm still playing this total football system that I like that I've come up with and thinks wonderful, um, and I I really want to take this everywhere and just I've never not won the league in any season I've played with this system. So in Ajax, the three seasons we were there, we won the league. Inter, we won the league twice. I'm hoping we'll do the same at Bayern for one, if not two seasons. But I'm I'm looking for the next job ready. Like, I'm hoping that a good job in England comes up and I can go to England or go to Spain. or And just kind of, like you said, almost just see if I can win the title in the top five leagues. I mean, we got to get to the Hall of Fame, so I just don't want it to get dull, which is why we're trying to limit who we sign. Because I needed a left-sided centre-back and it's like, Garvidal... Garcia are like the two good ones. Oh, I had them at Ajax. I had them both at um, Inter Milan. I don't want to sign them again. So we're kind of being really careful who we sign. But yeah, just trying to stop it from getting dull. You can just go out there and move clubs, but bring everybody over. Um, but yeah, I think if we can go to England next, that would be good. Um, it's by and it's good. It's just got some weak midfielders because there's a one Ruben Neves here. Yeah, you know, that concerns me massively. <laughs> what? Have you got? Have you got Neves in any squad? Yeah, he, I didn't buy him. Um, he came over in the twenty one twenty two season for sixty two million straight from Wolves. Um, and he's done all right to be fair. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's all right on FM this year. So yeah, he'll be. He'll look good in the United shirt, David. Yeah, he's always he always looks good. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag hacks again. Hey, I wish you know if if I have the opportunity. Um, when FM22 comes about to upgrade his attributes again based on two performances this season <laughs> they're definitely rising because he's been phenomenal but yeah like you say he's, this time next week next pod he's probably going to have signed by, for United by then so yeah I think like the, the like, I know we're not an IRL pod, football podcast we've we've made that perfectly clear in our <laughs> private chats um, but it, I will say this that that was the worst performance you could possibly have from Fred Matic and McTominay today, Dave. <laughs> Meaning that he's definitely coming. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so unlucky. <laughs> and he was man of the match today. So yeah. Yeah, yeah he loves yeah. Bruno as well. So. Yeah. 
How many achievements? How many achievements, Dupe? That's all we want to know. It's annoying, Matt. Like, we're, we're stuck on 78. <clears throat> uh, yeah, 78. Because, like, we've done all the easy ones now. I mean, we've got a couple of easy ones. Well, not easy ones, but ones that wouldn't take long to do. But I just haven't got around to doing them. So, we've got the scouting one where you can get, like, the total world knowledge on scouting, which mm. I should probably just do. But Bayern Munich have nine scouts. Like, what I should have done was try and do that at United when you had, like, 58 scouts. Because that would have been <laughs> so a bit it's easier. Quite, it's not a huge amount for, like, an elite team, really, is it? Nine. No. No, and that's kind of... Because I, I, I was like, oh, we need to do the, the... I think the first day of the save, I was like, um, this moving club. So I was like, oh, we need to make sure we look at getting um, our scouts sorted, our, our staff sorted. And I'm like, oh, look, we've got hardly anyone. What's the, what's the point? So I just kind of left it. But I've got to get um, that, and I've got to win a competitive match of over 10 players out injured, which could be quite difficult. It's hard to do, yeah. Yeah, because like... Unless you go and manage a side, sign injury-prone players, put them on double workloads, and then just hope that ten players go out injured, maybe. Do you not like? What about if you know that like, across an entire squad, like you've got the under 18s and under 23s, and then if you know that they're injured, bring them in. I don't well, know change, if there's a way their to like playing hack time. It. Yeah, change their squad role or something. Yeah, like. maybe. I if that would work. Just hack, just hack it. I, th- yeah. I think yeah. that's that's such a like an odd. You don't. Uh, it's so rare that you get uh, such a like a drastic injury crisis. The only other option is once when someone gets ill, you just like don't send them home. <laughs> Go and kick and, uh, yeah. and hope that they hope that they all, all catch whatever they're carrying. Victor Seaman has a virus. Okay, Victor, organize a sleepover, please, mate. Yeah. In a two-man tent. COVID with the party whole for first eleven, please. Temp- <laughs> temperature above twenty-eight, or whatever it is. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and then we've obviously got all the draft stuff, which um, is literally going to take me all year to do, which I've kind of, I mean, it's nuts. You have to be every single AI manager in fantasy draft. Oh my God. That's, that's going to be fun. Um, but yeah, I'm sure we'll, I'm sure we'll get there. Um, I was going to say, Dave, sorry to, to go back into it. Like we said, you've managed pretty much these major nations now. Have you seen any notable differences country by country so for argument's sake game like in the gameplay is there any like a particular country that you just seem to be able to slice through quicker or they play high lines or whatever or formations because i remember when we played in italy there were a lot that played very similar formations have you seen that like country to country that teams tend to play a certain way yeah we kind of slightly tweaked our system when we played in italy because we come up against three at the back so much so our system is very much top heavy um, and no one in the middle. So we're three at the back with the two midfielders as well. They kind of won that battle. So what I did was I actually dropped my defensive line back and I brought my uh, line of engagement back and I had pacey strikers and we were just playing direct ball. So our defenders would win the ball and almost just bypass our midfield and just ping balls over the top for our guys to chase onto. It would bring in our strikers forward as well, would then allow us to to generate space in behind for the inverted wing backs, et cetera, et cetera. So... Yeah, that that was kind of a big one. Uh, we literally just changed the way that we played, and we played very aggressive in Italy. Um, and like I said, we won two leagues. That was good. Um, but it's really weird that we we can dominate teams such as uh, AC Milan, uh, Napoli, Juventus. But yeah, when you come up against Arsenal, who have like finished sixth last season and they won the Europa League, we struggled against them. Yet they didn't have any. It was just weird. Our system at times just looks 
incredible. And I think if you come up against the right system in the right way that they're playing, it will just tear them apart. But at times we're getting like Frankfurt. We can't, you know, we created 25 chances. We've got something like 250 million pounds of strikers up front. And we, we, we had four shots on target off 20 shots. It's just, we're creating chances, but we're not creating the good chances that sometimes should lead to, to a, a shot on goal. I feel maybe, and I did find it Italy and I did find in it with Ajax that this is a really weird system to kind of, I'm almost thinking a little bit too realistic, but this is almost a system that's really weird for these guys to get used to. So I think like, oh, the first couple of games, we're going to, maybe month or two, we're going to get used to it. And then they'll just fly. And that seems to be the right in Inter. You know, the first couple of seasons, uh, weeks, we were, we were terrible. And then it was like a, a switch flicked and we must have just ticked over a bar on the, uh, you know, on the on the on the chart, and it was like, yeah, this just works. But yeah, the biggest thing was Italy, man. Everyone plays through at the back in Italy, it's, which then rises the price up for the centre backs because there's so many centre backs and not no centre backs available. Um, but the club visions have been a difficult one this year, um, moving from place to place. So, um, like we were trying to buy decent players, and we've bought big big guys in. You know, Victor Simon was the highest scorer across the board last season. Um, there was no striker that scored more goals than him, yet he wasn't a higher profile name. And they're moaning at us for not signing German players or pet players based in Germany. And they're like, you know, like when you go in and you put a crazy bid in and they're like, oh, we, we would advise you to, we're going to cancel that because it's too expensive. But they're going, no, we're going to cancel that because he's not German. Which I don't think I've ever seen before because they're like, oh, you're not going to hit your club vision. So that was a bit of a strange one, but we're getting used to it now. Like that's probably why Bayern only have nine scouts because Bayern's transfer strategy is just wait for a player to be good <laughs> at another Bundesliga club and then they'll be like, yeah, fuck it, we love him. Uh, yeah, so they, they don't they don't cast a net out very far, I think, really, when you look at who they sign. We're at the weird weird stage of the FM cycle where we've got a new football season has now started, but we don't yet have any real news on the new game. And we can't play along with that. And so most of us here have gone through the stage where we thought, oh, there's a beta save that we played or an older save or we've just not touched the game in a while. But now, like, club football is back on TV. You want to start to get back into it. But it's not always the easiest thing to do to go back and play a save that's been dormant for six months. So we're going to fire... It's more of like an open discussion about ways that we've found to get ourselves energised and get the passion and fire back for a save that you haven't touched in absolutely ages. Um, so I myself have recently resurrected my Bournemouth save that I'd not touched since yes. March. Up the cherries. And so I, it was it was weird. It took, it took quite a while to get completely reacquainted with it because I, it just went quiet all of a sudden and I just didn't, I just stopped. I think it would have been showdown time and so I just stopped playing it and then didn't go back to picking it up and so I can't remember what happened because that is pretty much six months ago and I couldn't remember where I was <laughs> where I was in the league how well I was doing any of the new players I'd signed and I, I, I was only about 10 games into a season as well so it wasn't even a case of uh, working out what was going on um, I'm not sure if any of you other guys are in sort of or have found similar positions? I know, Dupe, you've gone back to, to Red Star sort of on and off throughout. Yeah, well, again, it's trying to tie another achievement in, to be honest. More ha 
more feeling like I had to rather than wanted to, but now actually really enjoying being back over there. Um, it's my little offline save. So we did like 12 seasons on stream and then the MLS started up and we wanted to go to MLS, so we went over to there. And I played four more seasons offline because we got to do 20. We've got to do 20 at one club to get your, your achievement. And we had had like terrible finances because I, I think that last season on stream, I was like, I know it's going to be my last. Let's just try and get that title. So we spent a lot of money. We did the old famous, you know, dupe trick of that never, never, you know, stick it on the so credit card. So would you say it. that your, your, more, like your Red Star save is a bit more of an edge case where you've, it, because you've got the the lure of getting achievements off the back of it, that's kind of the the modus operandi for, for picking it back up. But you've also then sort of, you're, you're, enjoying the save because you didn't really want to put it down you were kind of because i remember at the time when you did you went to sort of you wanted to have like the mls running simultaneously with your mls save but i know you were very much in two minds at the time about dropping it yeah we were going to run it i think i was going to run it at weekends one of the saves and one of the saves in the week um i I think i again i always say to you i are we going to change saves and i think i do it always like a season or two early but yeah i didn't want to leave red star I enjoyed the narrative. I enjoyed the interaction with the club. You know, I love that. I love getting fully immersed. I love on my back there, I've the back cupboard. I've got like a letter from Red Star. I've got a old classic Red Star shirt. I love that sort of side to it. Um, and yes, I've kind of looked through the achievements. I'm going, oh, I've got to go back. Let's go back. I'm four seasons in, uh, extra. And I'm like, oh, I should never have put this down. <laughs> this is great. Because uh, we had a really big project, like I said, having to clear all the debt and and uh, it, it's been like another challenge within a challenge. So yes, it would have got stale if it's just 10 more seasons of clicking, but it's like, here, hang on, I need two more seasons here just to clear all this debt, get back level, and then we can start playing again. And actually, you know, spoilers, but we win the league and it's the first time that we've ever won the league with Red Star. And it's like, I'm, I'm getting excited because we won it on the final day and it's like, hmm, there's nobody watching. It really doesn't feel the same, does it? <laughs> really doesn't feel the same, but... Uh, yeah, it's good fun. It is good, and I'm so glad to have it back. But like you said, it does take a little while after being so far out. You're like, right, I signed this guy. Why did I sign this guy? What's that? Oh, I like this about him, or you know. And, and I went in and I actually just ripped my system out. I played. I played the system previously that I'd played on the um, network save day with the asymmetric strikers and yeah. with the one winger. And I was like, no, nah, let's just try something different. Bought different types of players and just tried to mix it up and. It felt like a new save, but yet there was lots of old friends there, so it was nice. Yeah, um, you mentioned there, Dupla, how nobody was watching. You should try blogging and save nobody's ever watching. <laughs> nobody's reading either, to be honest. <laughs> nobody's ever reading either. <laughs> um, the only person that reads it is me, because one of the advantages when you're blogging it is if, if especially if you haven't played for a while, like even in the last few weeks, my my own um, football has restarted up kind of post-COVID and everything pre-season. So doing a lot of training and just work between working. I haven't haven't played a whole lot. But the good thing is you can always kind of jump back to the last episode of the blog. It takes five minutes to read through it. And, it. and it really quickly, I suppose, reminds and refreshes of where you left off because prob- because I haven't gone that far ahead, I guess. Um, where I'll find it a little bit different, though, is um, not kind of forgetting the save or anything like that. But you'll have those moments, like Matt said, where you just kind of fall out of it uh, a little bit. And, you know, it's just that time of the year, I think. And the one thing I find that gets me back into it, that gives me that kind of bit of an appetite is... I'll just go in, I'll go on YouTube or I'll go on Twitter to find somebody who's been doing a save that are maybe, you know, five, six, seven episodes in. And I'll just probably go in and binge watch 
kind of a series or a mini series. And I just find getting, you know, watching someone else or reading someone else doing it from the beginning. By the time I get to, let's say, or by the time I catch up to the most recent one, I'm like, yeah, fuck it. I'm ready now to go back at it and do it myself. It kind of gives you that little appetite again. So definitely if anybody's kind of hitting that point where you're like, oh, I've kind of lost the love or, or lost the buzz for it. Just just find a series, go on YouTube. Um, and, and I think it was Curtis one I was watching at one point that I was like, just, just watching him going through it. I was like, you know, seeing him enjoy it. I want to do it. Um, so yeah, do that. That's my, my best advice. I have to be honest, what I did do when I jumped back into the Red Star was listen to a couple of the pods that I do. Like I do like a roundup pod after a stream. Mm. And then I started, and it kind of like, I must have been at work or I was doing something and it just kind of like then fell onto the MLS. I'm like, started listening to that and I was like, I remember how good the MLS was and how much I enjoyed that. Maybe I should go back there as well. (laughs) And it's kind of made me think, I've got an idea now for next year that I want to do um, by revisiting an old save. So yeah, I mean, it it can spark all sorts of stuff really, can't it? Dave, you have recently picked your sporting save back up having sort of, again, got busy sort of once things have started, you know, going back to work when you hadn't been at work for a while and everything like that. What what things did you do to sort of get you back on the wagon? Because I think it's one thing playing it offline when no one can really see you playing it versus actually sort of streaming that st- same save. Like you have to be actually into it. to you, know, you, can, you, you can look visibly bored if you're playing something you're not really into, but you equally yeah. can't be bothered to start a new save. Yeah, it, it's it's probably a mishmash of all sorts of things, really. Uh, like you said, it was just sort of loads of things piling up personally, and I'm sure not just just guys, people listening are, are the same. There's probably people that are listening to this pod that maybe haven't touched the game for a while as well. But yeah, going back to it really um, was was fairly fairly easy to be fair. Um, obviously, having the time to actually sit down and obviously be streaming that save, and as as you three especially know that my streaming schedule or streaming sort of consistency has never been perfect. But um, one is the fact that, as stupid as it sounds, you know I've got a good team, good system, and winning lots of games, so it's fun to play. Um, uh, but at the same time, the support of people actually watching as well. And I think, you know, Dupe will know this as well. And obviously, well, but all you guys will know when you've got people interacting and talking about your content and watching your content, it just makes it a lot easier for you to, to jump straight back into it. Um, so I think that, that was it really. But that first stream back, I'd probably say, say maybe I hadn't played the Sporting Save in a month or two. Um, and it took me a couple of minutes to get back to it. I clicked my transfers. I was like, oh, yeah, I did sign this guy. And Moikoko, who Duke mentioned earlier, I'd signed him um, a couple of months before and never used him. So obviously I had the chance to use him as well. And it just it just came back with loads of memories. And like Mad said, you know, it's always nice to sort of have a quick look through and, and see what you remember. And just little stuff like that, you know, get, gets you straight back into it. I've never really, you know, I had the, the Journeyman save going as well, which completely stopped dead. I, I didn't really put any finish on that, to be honest. So, and I think it's possibly a bit too late for me to go back to that because I was uploading it on YouTube. But um, I've not really been tempted to go back to that. Or the wall save that I had uh, right at the you know around Christmas uh, when I won the Champions League and stuff like that. But the sporting one, just because it was a little bit different and I'd streamed it most recently, was pretty easy for me to to get back into. But um, just just enjoyable for for a few reasons really. 
So I guess that almost perfectly brings me on to the, the next bit, which is why you dropped the save in the first place. And I, with my Bournemouth save, I'd sort of, <laughs> I, I'd, after sort of snooping around and seeing what was going on, I realised why I, I'd sort of, it was, I think it was fortunate timing in that I all of a sudden became very busy again, but equally I was struggling in, I, I mean, you can't really call it, fourth season syndrome but <laughs> but I'd got to the point where I, I'd, I'd qualified for Europe and my squad was way too small like it was the first season back in Europe and then obviously playing league games and everything like that so I squad size was way too small to cope with the number of fixtures I, I had and I was struggling in the, at least initially in the league I was, I was dropping points where I should have been winning on would have won in the season before I also picked up a few injuries to key players uh, and they took a while to come back and they were all at once as well. I think I had five out with like relatively long-term injuries. And so I had to, I think I'd remembered why, because it was like my tactic was entirely reliant on like two of these key players. And so I thought, right, I need to rethink this. And I ended up, when I picked it back up again, reth- I went back to sort of the drawing board, worked out what was not working and switched back to an older tactic that I'd used in the championship that got me promoted and things started clicking again with the players I had available. And so I've just sort of stuck with it really. Um, but there are, I guess that there's also the money issue that some people make like more Bournemouth aren't a massive club. They don't have a huge amount of money, even with like Europe. I mean, it's only the Europa league, but even so like the, the expectation is out now increased to the point where I'm expected to finish in continental spots each season, even though I've only done it once as well as like, I mean, I'm doing all right in Europe, actually. Strangely enough, I've I'm, I've topped the group. I've qualified. I think I'm into the whatever the the next round after the first knockout round is. So I don't know if it's called anything in particular second other than the second, second, second knockout round. round. Yeah. <laughs> 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 but but um, and it was a reasonably tough group. Lazio were in my group, and they've still they've kept hold of like key players that you would expect to have less. They've still got SMS. Um, and some other, uh, they've still got uh, Chiro Mobile as well. So decent, they're a decent team, and I, I smashed them three nil, and that was with like a, a second string basically. Yeah, he's he's ridiculous, sir, Immobile on the when we did the network save, he was always up there as like the the top goal scorer. But I, I was going to say, it's just I know we've said it before, but because everyone plays FM in different ways, it is quite intriguing to see like people's. Not attention span as such, but the way they get into games. Like, there's so many people that click play on FM and just cannot get into the game. But they've only they've only done like one week of preseason or whatever. But I I I said it especially with the Pentagon Challenge. Um, I said right the first especially because I was going to a completely unknown league. It's almost like you've got to force yourself to get through the first six months or season of a save. And once you've done that, you 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 know who the players are. You go on to really enjoy it. But then there's other people that get straight into a save, but after a season or two, get bored straight away. So I think it is quite intriguing. Like you, you said there, Matt, that you know, got to a point for one reason or another where you sort of the game almost drove you away from it because of its limitation or your team's limitations. So it's um and I think people listening again will, will will be the same. And then we spoke about new saves the other day. There's the opportunity now, especially when the transfer window ends, you could set up a new save with the, the new transfers and jump straight into something again. That's actually a really good point, Dave. You see it a lot, people having to um, almost start new saves 
Every I was thinking of, of Raz mainly. He's always <laughs> like, starting to say was severe. He's managing that letty the day yeah, after. But yeah. it is, it is half the battle. I think even Joe said it himself. He was, he's tried, he tried Derby. He tried, you know, he tried a couple yeah. of things, and then he was, he landed on the uh, this Sir Alex Ferguson challenge. Um, I think that's definitely a thing that is getting into the save in the first place. Um, some people either go in with the wrong expectations, um, thinking you know I should win too quickly or or, or whatever it is, or you force it down an unrealistic route and you're kind of you, you almost master it too quickly right you you, you kind of yeah, artificially yeah. get too much cash bringing in players that the club wouldn't realistically sign and then you kind of you're kind of like oh it's I, I've, I've peaked too early effectively so I think it's really important to taper your own expectations when you're starting the save and then try and just try and keep it realistic keep one eye on reality as best as you can you know um, like Matt Matt wouldn't be taken over Bournemouth and win in the Premier League in two seasons normally so you know if if that happens, you you probably you're probably not going to last in a long term save in that sense. I think for for me, just really quickly, Dave, going back to your kind of chat about um, sticking with it. Yeah, my mentality, my focus on that has changed completely since being a content creator, because I think I put more effort in my, and more time into deciding a save, knowing yeah. that I start it. I've got you've got a CSA through if you're content creator. If I start a save tomorrow and then. Next week, I start a new one. The week no after, one, no one would watch would they? He yeah. was going to be going. What's the point of watching this guy's just going to swap? Yeah, because previously, when I when I wasn't making content, I was that I would do a two season bang done. I'd do a season done, you know, and I just couldn't get over that hump. Whereas now, you know, I've done some long saves like Palermo, fifteen seasons. You know that that's weird for me, but that's because of the fact that you get invested and then you're getting you you almost sell the saves to others when you're making the content to them to get invested and that then in turn helps you stay invested yeah 100% so the whole kind of content creation has changed my mindset on that thing is I, I i've always needed a strong narrative whether i'm playing it online or offline and it, that's been the same for years i needed something that whether it's a, like an end aim like what i want to do with it or whether it's just it helps i i like to be immersed in in the game universe and that's always been the case they i think it was fm12 where they they changed how the inbox worked and you just didn't get as much like news about the world you were playing in and so you felt quite detached from from your own little fm universe that you'd actually have to go and actively search out for transfer news just to see who was getting signed by other clubs whereas now fm is a lot better at surfacing that information um the the thing that i was going to say was about particularly about what you were saying dave about a sort of um ways of getting back into it uh, is that I almost treated it like a brand new save I was like like picking this up sort of mid-October and I'm just and I I completely re-evaluated everything so players that I'd brought in thinking oh they'll they'll I'll move those into the first team sort of in the next season or I've, I've loaned them out I'm just like no they're not good enough I'm selling them selling them selling them and I just started from scratch basically that's how I, I felt I was because I changed the tactic started changing playing personnel and then changing like all of my uh even like in terms of like scouting focuses everything changed so it was like although i've picked this up it's it's still my save but i've basically treated it as if i am completely new to it because really i kind of was and i think going trying to Oh, I mean, I know I've been saying like using like an old save, but I have treated it like a brand new save. Like I've come in in mid-season replacing an old manager, even if that yeah. is myself. And then um, just, you know, 
I think I was kind of fortunate that I was doing pretty shit at the time and that I managed to, to write the ship and it kind of feels like I have been a brand new manager but at the at the same time I think if you come in with that mentality if you are struggling to get back into it rather than trying to remember what you were doing and how you how things were working because obviously if you've not played FM at all for a while you may like there's been patches that will have been out and changed how your tactic works like in between that sort of when you last played it and now and you may if you've not played another save either you may not be aware of how things have affected your own system and set pieces and things like that uh, and i think that if you're trying to basically carry on with from where you left off that might 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 harm your willingness to carry on from that point anyway yeah i i, I do agree and especially like you said you haven't been on for a while to freshen it up i remember Back in the day, um, it wouldn't quite work on full flat FM now. I think on FM Touch it would work. When I used to play like FM 11, FM 12, after every season, I would more or less probably sell eight or nine key first team players just and then bring in eight or nine new ones. So like every season, I would have a different 11. But I'd still play, say, so like four or five years, but I was having like four or five seasons, but I was having different 11s. And it just it was just a way I, I was able to, to keep my game... Uh, fresh but like i said because of tactical familiarity and stuff it possibly wouldn't work as well on on the you know current generations unless you played on on fm touch but team was, dynamics in the mud yeah well. exactly yeah. <laughs> so but i was gonna say there was um going back to my other point about getting into the saves i know i've had a few people message me about the pentagon challenges and stuff and how to set up the game and stuff and i remember a few years ago i tried the fm uh the pentagon challenge sorry and i started in uh south africa and i got bored straight away and then this year and i obviously Curtis said i was never gonna do it remember uh last year sorry and I said to myself, like I said, right, and if if I get into it, or if I, you know, if I get a team, I've got to give it at least a season to get into it. And obviously, I was in, in China, and you know, by the end of the season, I remember it was like eleven o'clock at night. I was fist pumping after Zheng Ji scored a goal to get us promoted and all that. Like it was unbelievable. And I, I put a four. I said, like, you know, if I got, there was every chance I could have given this up last week, but because I stuck with it, now it's like obviously a save that you know I'll, I'll remember forever for being. And that was just the start of an amazing save. It's there's things like that you can do to get your mind back in the game. And one thing I haven't done it now in a few a few versions of FM or a few years. I had a Newcastle save before and I just, you know, I think I played it and then I put it down and I went off doing other things for six months, IRL or whatever it was. And then I suppose my way of getting back into it, I wanted to try and pick it up again. So I I almost did. I mean, looking at real life now, I'm I, in my head, I'm looking at it like Carlo Ancelotti or Max Allegri. In my head, it's like going back to a club a season or two later. So when I loaded up that save, I actually holidayed it um, for about whatever it was. I finished that season and maybe the following season. So that the the narrative, the the, the nerdphonic narrative um, was that I was coming back to the club after being wherever the hell I was for two years and picking up then, you know, uh, two years on. So that kind of kept me, kept the save reignited. Um, and, you know, I'm looking at Ancelotti now. He left Real Madrid in 2015 and now they've brought him back. Max Allegri, left, Pirlo came in, that happened, um, what's his name, Sarri was in there, and he's come back, so that might be a useful tip, if someone's got a save that they've not touched since beginning of the year, just go in, holiday it forward for a season or two, and then off you go, new club, effectively. i say one thing that makes me enjoy going back is the fact that, huh, is that I'm not making content on it, so like Dave, did you find it easier making, doing your pentagon because you weren't streaming every day, all of it, all the time? Yeah. Do you yeah, play it in your own time? 
Yeah, that, well, I was going to say that earlier because the thing with, and I suppose in a way that was good for the sport and save now because I wasn't, because I'm streaming, um, I wasn't playing it all the time and I, it was almost like I was having a good stream and then I knew in, I'd have to wait a couple of days and it was making me, you know, almost, you know, enjoy the next stream more. But the Pentagon definitely, because it's such a long save, I could sit in bed and play it. I could wake up in the morning and have a couple of games where I think it would be a lot harder to, to stream that thing. And that's why I enjoyed it more probably and got through it a lot quicker. Yeah, I mean, like for me, I, I, I love the red stuff. Don't don't get me wrong. And I love creating content. I stream as much as I can, you know. But there's something nice about being sat in bed in your pants with match of the day on <laughs> and you're, going, you, you, you're on your Surface Pro playing red stuff. Or, you know, you're, you're sat having a couple of beers, watching something and you're playing. It's just, I don't know whether that just, because I don't do it that often, it's almost like a little treat. Oh, I'm going to, you know, oh, the missus wants me to look after the kids. I'll sit down there watching Paw Patrol and oh, I'll just play some, I'll play some football manager. I don't play enough for football manager, so, you know, I might as well play a little bit more. Dupe's next save is going to be called Dupe Patrol. Man, I went to watch the movie today, right? <laughs> and uh, they're talking dogs. Uh, one of them, ride, one of the dogs rides a motorbike up a skyscraper using sucker tires still more realistic than fast and furious <laughs> <laughs> and on that bombshell we will <laughs> end great <that> movie <laughs> um you have a quiz for us mr mad i do indeed lads i have a quiz it's time for the quiz so um Transfer window's nearly over. I'm going to milk one more quiz out of it. And I'm going to do it kind of through FM, through our, one of my favourite screens, which is the career history screen. And I'm going to see how, how well you lads do when it comes to player histories. So what I have is I have 10 players who have made a move in this transfer window in the summer. And fastest in to shout your name. I'm going to start and work my way through their first ever clubs uh, and go club nice. by club. And you buzz in uh, if you have an answer. Um, there'll be no minus points, lads. We're all friends around here. And yeah, shout your name. For, and no, for you now. Guess. For now. See what happens in 10 minutes. Right, nah. so first on the board, as always, we'll go with number one. So this player started his career at Sevilla. Sevilla. He then... It's gone well. It's a good start, it's a good start. You need to get your brains working, lads. Don't worry, it'll come. He then made his way over to Real Madrid. Nerd. Nerd. Uh, Sergio Ramos. Correct. Point Ooh, for shout. nerd. See, I'm just yeah, trying to think of players that have been sold as well. There you go, yeah. And you don't yeah. know where it's going to stop either. So, um, yeah, no. obviously made his move to PSG in the summer. So, a point for nerd. Number two. This player started his career at Liefering. Liefering. L-I-E-F-E-R-I-N-G. Puzzled face as much. Yeah. Do you use it in a sentence? <laughs> After he left Liefering, he moved to Red Bull Salzburg. <laughs> oh, what's his name? Dave. Was, D was Dave what he was going for? <laughs> yeah. Dave, go on. Uh, I was going to say someone else. Well, I think it's Pats and Daka. Pats and Daka is incorrect. Oh, oh what's the fucker's name? I, think I can't I think of his name. Oh, the Scouts just signed him, didn't they? Has he gone to Liverpool, man? 
After he left Red Bull Salzburg, he found his way over to Red Bull Leipzig. Uh, yeah. Dave. Dave. Konate. Konate is who Dupe was looking for, but it's not who yeah. I'm looking for. It's not okay. okay. Is that it? He has since left it? Red Bull. <laughs> what Dave oh. says on Christmas after hosting two <laughs> presents. Is that it? <laughs> he since left Red Bull Leipzig and made his way to Bayern. Good club. <laughs> I know it is. I just don't know the name. And that is it. moment in time. <laughs> the puzzle faces. Oh. I reckon the listeners are shouting the answer here. Yeah, they probably are. We do that sometimes. We do, you know, do it for, for the, the listeners. For the, yeah, yeah. For the listeners, right? He is a defender. A central defender. Oh, oh I know it. Dave. Dave. Upamakana. Upamakano is the correct uh, answer. Oh, do you know what? That's, he joined in January, though, right? Like It was he's all only, done in January, wasn't it? Only yeah, no, no, so, I know, yeah. I know. I, I didn't even yeah. think of him. You were stuck on Konate. Loads, then it could have been, yeah. yeah Konate got me, yeah, yeah. Number three. I didn't even think. The third player started his career at Tottenham. He then moved his way north to Newcastle. where he scored a particularly memorable goal for Newcastle. Puzzled faces. After Newcastle, he made his way back south to London, where he went to Crystal Palace. So Tottenham, Newcastle, Palace. Nerd. Nerd. Andros Townsend. Andros Townsend, who has just moved to Everton in the summer transfer window. Wow. Was Was that the City goal he scored? think so yes was it against City I watched it as that's well. a Palace so that was yeah it was a banger uh, did not get it for Newcastle no sorry I'm totally wrong there maybe I'm thinking of nah, Palace scored you, that banger did you support Lauren Robert? Robert. Yeah. yeah Lauren Robert left foot <laughs> you're thinking of Steve <laughs> Malbronson yeah, yeah. <laughs> cool number four this player started his career at Genk he then moved his way no, over no to, no 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 he's ruled himself out he moved from Genk to Leverkusen Dupe. Dupe. Not Leon Bailey. Oh, it's a shout and a half. Leon Bailey is the correct answer. And wow, big shout. Bailey. I wouldn't have said he started at Genk. No, I just, because mm. of Bayer Leverkusen, I'm just thinking of players that have gone. Like. It's a shout. Good shout. Good this shout. is tough, this. Getting the, getting the old memories going there. No, that's number five. Network save. This player started his career at PSV. Dupe. Dupe. Memphis. Depay. Walking on Memphis. Yes, Dupe. It is wow, Memphis Depay. PSV, Man United, Leon, and Barcelona. Good shot, Dupe. Looks like clubs, to be fair, aren't it? Number, what are we, number six. <laughs> <laughs> Tiger Woods. Yeah. One in the back windscreen as well. <laughs> so number six. car crashes in there as well. Number six. <laughs> of adultery. Started his career at Bournemouth. Nerd. Nerd. Tindy. Danny Ings. Danny Ings is correct. God, I have five clubs ahead of him there. I didn't even have to name them. Well, we've got two Villa players on here, Matt. What's going on? So Danny Ings, yes. Bournemouth, Burnley, Liverpool, Southampton and Aston Villa. Good shot, Matt. Number seven. Sorry, Dave. It's all coming up, Dave. Don't worry. 
This player started his career at Feyenoord. He then didn't move too far over to PSV. Dave. Dave. Denzel Dumfries. Incorrect. (sighs) Following his move to PSV, he made his way into the Premier League. Where he joined. Dave. Oh, Dave. Genie Wijnaldum. Genie Wijnaldum gets you a point. Good one. Good, Good one, David. Went to Newcastle and then Liverpool and, of course, just recently moved to PSG. Good shot, Dave. Three more to go, boys. Next, this player started his career at Independiente. Dave. Dave. It's not Messi, is it? No. Incorrect. Nerd. Nerd. Sergio Aguero. Aguero! Oh, Get to the point. Argentinian. I love Matt. The Messi fanboys are going mad at me now. <laughs> no. Independent team. <laughs> Identical Madrid. Man City. Like that one, Matt. Yeah, Barcelona. Yeah. Like that. <laughs> you get it, Dave? Yeah, I get it, yeah. Uh, I was offended for a second, then I realised what you meant. Yeah. <laughs> No, it's because it's hanging out. I can see it. <laughs> <laughs> Screenshot. <laughs> Dave in short shorts. He's in his Hooters outfit. <laughs> <laughs> if you know, you know. Oh, dear. They don't. Probably best. Better up. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> if I speak, I'm in big trouble. <laughs> Number nine. Um... This player started his career at Ajax. Trees. He then moved to Spain, where he joined Atletico Madrid. Dupe? Dupe. <sighs> Rodrigo de Paul? Incorrect. I know he, he's, he's gone from Atletico Madrid to somewhere else. Right? Oh, no, he's just gone to he's Atletico. Gone to Atletico Madrid. Oh, that's, that's bad. So, after his spell at Atletico Madrid, he made his way to the Premier League, where he joined a London club by the name of Tottenham. So, he's made his way from Ajax to Atletico Madrid, and then Tottenham. I'm drawing a complete blank here. Is that it? We got... In the, tra- in the transfer window, he has since oh. moved from Tottenham, where he has joined a club I'll struggle to pronounce, called Al Duhail. Al Duhail. Oh. Dave. Dave. Oh, fuck, I know it is. It's not Al Duhail. It is. It is indeed. Matt knew it as well. Unless you're from Atleti, yes. Yeah, yeah. Toby Al Duhail. Also hard to pronounce. Yeah, no. That gets a point for Dave. So we have one more to go, lads. So far, scores on the doors. We've got Dupe on two points. Dave is on three. Matt is on four. So a little bit to play for here. Me and Dave are going to go together here. So we can take Matt on. Merge the brains together, boys. The last player started his career at Newcastle. He then had a spell on loan at Coventry. Nerd. Nerd. Adam Armstrong. 
Shout. It kind of fell in Matt's favor of who it was, yeah. but it's, <laughs> it was out. indeed Adam Armstrong. <laughs> you want to read? I mean, there's massive players that have gone. I'm sitting here going, right, sorry, Sancho's going to come up in a minute. Yeah, I'll so write Lukaku. Ra- I'll write him you know? Rapid Vienna. Yeah. Gonna, like, Yusuf Demir. Yeah. <laughs> so it was indeed Adam Armstrong who, who started his career at Newcastle, had loan spells at Coventry, Barnsley, and Bolton before moving to Blackburn and, of course, Southampton. Started well as well. So. That means this week's quiz winner is Nerdphonic, Matthew. Good quiz. A very Good quiz. rare occurrence. Thank did you have a tie break, Matt? I did not have a tie break. Um, okay, that's good uh, then, isn't it? Well <laughs> I wrote this before Me- I wrote this quiz before Messi moved, so I probably would have just looked up his career because yeah. Dave wouldn't have got it right anyway. <laughs> Sorry, Dave. No. no. Oh, dear me. Anyway, thank you very much for that, Matt. That was very good. And quick for one of your quizzes, actually, surprisingly. Surprise me, so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I can do another one if you want. Two counts. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone else is expected to tap of their watch, so opening it's still working. Uh, anyway, <laughs> that brings episode 209 to a close. You can find the links for each of us in the podcast description or by visiting weestreamfm.com. Five Star Potential is available on iTunes, Spotify, and most other popular podcast apps and platforms with a new podcast released every week. Thank you all for listening. There will be more from us next week. Say goodbye, folks. Goodbye, folks. Goodbye. Goodbye.